Blog Talk Radio. And I got the HD blues, and my life feels kind of rough. You might see me moving. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Help for HD Live. Help for HD Live is brought to you by Help for HD International and is made possible by an education grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals and the Griffin Foundation. I'm your host, Katie Jackson, and today our guest is Andy Rowe, COO of Global Genes. We are excited to have her on the show today to talk all about Global Genes and all they are doing to help people around the world that are affected by rare diseases. Angie has many years of experience working in the nonprofit space, so we are excited to hear from her and about her background and all that's going on at Global Genes. So thank you for coming on the show with us today, Angie. Thank you for having me. Yes, let's start, let's just jump right in and start talking a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got involved working with rare disease communities. Sure. Um, I started with Global Genes about three and a half years ago uh, after a stint um, with the OC Marathon and doing um, Kids Run the OC programming and working on the foundation side of the OC Marathon. Uh, In 2013, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and went through the, um, I was 43 years old and had two middle school age kids at the time and, you know, went through treatment and um, recovery and I'm happy to say I'm five years cancer free, which is great. But um, in going through that process, I started to really evaluate like what I wanted to do with my career and what I wanted to do with the rest of my kind of life and I was I didn't want to work in the breast cancer space, but I wanted to work in a space um, that was um, innovative and working with patients that had a, a lot of needs, and it kind of led me mm-hmm. to the rare disease space. And the position for the COO happened to be open at about the time I started looking, and everything just kind of fell into place. And I'm just very excited that I could kind of transition my work with other nonprofits and other foundations um, to Global Genes um, to help Nicole build this organization and really expand our reach and what we do for the rare disease community. Yeah, and isn't that the truth? The rare disease communities, they, they have so many needs and such a lack of resources and information um, out there. So it's amazing to have organizations out there that focus on uh, bridging some of those gaps and need. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about Global Genes' mission and some background and history of Global Genes. Sure. Uh, our mission at Global Genes is to connect, empower, and inspire the rare disease community. And we um, envision a globally connected community equipped to eliminate the challenges of rare disease. And what that all uh, kind of means and what we, how we kind of got our uh, start was Nicole Boyce um, in 
2008, founded the organization. Um, she had a friend who had a child uh, that was born with multiple fingers um, and multiple toes, and it was a childhood friend that um, she had grown up with and was very close to all throughout her life. And when her son was born, you know, he obviously had some issues and um, was they left the hospital really without a diagnosis and without knowing what was wrong, um, even though there were several visible physical things that were wrong with him. There were also other things that were wrong with him that, you know, were internal as well and couldn't be seen. Um, but no one could really figure out what was wrong with him. And he spent um, four years without a diagnosis. And I think in during that time, Nicole saw her friend become more and more isolated and uh, stepping back from being around people. And she started to work in an early intervention center um, with her son and with a lot of other families with kids that had different issues and were undiagnosed. And through that time, she really saw her friend, um, even prior to diagnosis at four, uh, go through kind of an evolution and really start to connect with some of these other families. And it turns out that he was born without part of his, um, he had Joubert's disease and was born without part of his cerebellum. And, you know, she was like, she started questioning, like, how in the world could a child be born without a cerebellum, have all these issues, and it take four years to find a diagnosis? And how do all these people that are leaving the hospital in this day and age without diagnoses and all the advances in biotech and pharmacy, how is it that we don't have, aren't able to give diagnoses and how awful is it that these parents, and especially when she saw her friend, are so become so isolated and don't have other people to talk to or engage with. And so she really went out and based on her experience, Sold, had the passion and sold the idea of how do we bring these families together regardless of what their diagnosis is or if they're undiagnosed and how do we connect them with these small patient communities and how do we build their patient communities and or help them get a diagnosis or connect them with researchers or get biotech and pharma and investment firms to invest in drug development like how do we do that and how do we do it better so she kind of went with that idea about that connection and the importance of connection and resources and tools and developed Global Genes. And here we are today um, doing more and more of that um, over the 10 years that we've been in existence. Uh, so that's a little bit about our history and why it kind of came to be and why we do focus on the connection piece. Yeah. So tell us um, some more about your resources uh, that you guys offer to uh, rare disease communities. Sure. Uh, I mean, it's a wide variety. I think one of the things that Global Genes uh, really tries to do is that we really have going to look at the journey um, that a rare disease patient can be on, whether it is from uh, their undiagnosed to we, we have people that come into us that are undiagnosed all the way through people who are very savvy fundraisers and have a lot of money and want to invest in, you know, finding a drug or a cure. And when they come to us on that uh, journey, wherever they are, in whether they're a child or they themselves are living, living with a life-limiting or chronic condition, we try to provide them with all the tools and resources they may need, whether they are wherever they are on their journey. 
Now, we have some of our own, and we don't purport to be experts in all the different areas, but we have uh, resources that we develop like quarterly webinars, toolkits on a variety of topics anywhere from um, how to start a nonprofit fund foundation and fundraise to how to talk to your kids' teachers in schools to what it means to um, have a genetic test done and how to um, and then if you are undiagnosed, what do you do? I mean, the, the gamut of resources we have on the toolkit side kind of spans the whole continuum. Um, we also have our rare concierge program, which I think is just an amazing program. Personally, uh, we connect patients with genetic counselors and um, whatever their needs are, if they have needs um, to and they want resources or to be connected with the university or they have test results that they want someone to take a look at or they need more information about something, we provide that genetic counseling service to them um, and the, that they can talk to them and get more information and get what they need um, from that program. It also doesn't have to be about uh, rare, um, about a diagnosis. It can be for family support or other kinds of resources. Um, we will try and help any patient or any family member that calls in find what they need through that program. Um, we also then work with a lot of other nonprofits profits and are big on collaboration. And if someone comes to us and doesn't have the, we don't have the particular expertise or the resources that they need, we will help them connect with the organization or the resources or the people that they need to address whatever it is that they're dealing with. Um, we do have also a foundation alliance, and what that is is all of our kind of nonprofit partners or nonprofit groups that deal with rare disease join our foundation alliance. And through that alliance, they are um, communicated with and shared resources and access to our programs and scholarships to attend our events um, and a variety of other resources that they can acquire through that foundation alliance program. So any patient support group, um, some of the HD community um, nonprofits are involved with that foundation alliance. They can join the alliance at no cost and, uh, you know, get information and resources to help their organizations move forward as well. Um, and I, our, we do have a corporate alliance, and that is for our corporate partners that are our funders. Um, they join that, and they do specific programming items on areas of interest. It's kind of volunteers from the corporate sector that sit on that committee, and they look into topics that maybe aren't heavily researched or um, there isn't a lot of information on um, to provide those resources to the community. Um, currently, they're working on um, we're working on a partnership and have been in partnership with the Child Neurology Foundation because there is such a strong connection between neurological diseases in children and rare disease, um, and they're coming up with some outputs and research from uh, the information that they're gathering through that working group. Yeah, I know that I was, um, I was uh, Global Genes reached out to me uh, I think it was last year, and I thought it was really cool that um, we that they contacted us because they wanted to do a piece on um, on uh, juvenile Huntington's, and you know it it's rarely talked about, right? The JHD is rarely talked about. You know, obviously HD is talked about. The, the population is high. You know, the JHD population is 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 very rare, right? It's ultra rare, 
and only mm-hmm. 10% of our population. But that doesn't mean that that population should not have a voice or that they should, I mean, this is, they have the greatest needs of all. They have no resources, no, you know, no support, and absolutely there's one research bench in the United States working on them. So, I, I, it, you know, this is like a great need. And so I thought it was pretty, uh, pretty cool that Global Genes contacted us and actually ran a piece on um, JHD and, and the documentary we were making about JHD at the time. So that was exciting. Um, and it was very well yeah, written. It was a really good piece. And that's uh, one of the things we find just across the entire rare disease um, space and community. It's it's so many. You know, that the, the statistic is there's seven over the seven thousand rare diseases, and five percent have a treatment, and zero have cures. I mean, that's a few hundred of the. 7,000 that even have a treatment and none have cures. And so the needs are so great across the entire community because there aren't a lot of therapies or resources for these patients. And um, it's just, you know, the research has been showing over and over that when people make the connection to other people in the community, it does help them on their journey. I mean, even if it's, you know, just that mental um help in having that connection and someone to share the sh- have the shared life experience with um, often goes mm-hmm. a long time mm-hmm. to their quality of life and them feeling better just about themselves or what they're going through as a parent caring for a child or an, a parent or an adult caring for an adult, you know, depending on where they are. Um, so it's really amazing to see those connections come to life and see all those partnerships and get the information out so that more and more people are aware about all the great work and all the immense needs um, in the community. Yeah. Well, you guys have your annual event, I believe, in October. Is that right? The summit? Yes. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit more about that annual event? Sure. Sure. It's October 3rd and 4th um, in uh, Irvine, California. It's a two-day patient advocacy summit where we bring patients from all over the globe um, to come together to um, convene for two days and what we think is the best uh, rare disease um, educational conference in the country. Uh, Our CEO, Nicole, and founder, she does an amazing job every year um, with our team in coming up with topics and subject matter that are very relevant and very um, pertinent and uh, very educational for our rare disease community. We also provide time during that two-day event for people to network and connect. Um, And we really hope that through that time um, that people are there, they're getting educated and that they are meeting new people and making those connections Uh, to go out and do even more for the rare disease community. Um, This year's uh, conference has quite a few exciting things going on with it. We are offering a peer support group program um, with the Child Neurology Foundation. It's a uh, boot camp that we're doing prior to the event starting for people that are engaged in peer support already. Um, We're also 
offering an entrepreneurial readiness boot camp, which is designed for patient advocates who have started funding rare disease research and are looking to better coordinate and build structure around their efforts. So we'll have a one-day track designed specifically for people that are at that place in their journey. Um, we're also hosting, this is very exciting, leaders from all over the globe um, and a global advocacy leadership symposium this year in conjunction with the summit. And we are having them come together to um, build that, start building that disease, start building disease communities in all regions around the globe. So there's some really exciting programming that's going on with the summit um, in addition to the regular tracks that we're having. And uh, we hope that Anyone that's on the call or that's interested in joining us um, will reach out to our patient engagement team and we can help get them any information they need about coming to the event. It's really like the must-attend event, I think, in the rare disease space each year. Yeah, and you said it's in Irvine? Yes, it's in Irvine, California. Mm-hmm. Irvine, California. Okay, and I, I, we actually have, I believe, I think they're based out of Irvine or Orange County. We have a, a um, uh, or a, uh, organization that's kind of branched on to a university. They're, they're not really a nonprofit like Help for HD, but they have um, and HD Care. They are, HD um, Care. And yes. sure HD Care. Yes. 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 I actually, yeah, so they're, they're uh, I do. Linked on there. Yes. They are awesome. And I've worked with them. Um, yeah. I actually worked with them prior to them, that group prior to even coming to Global Genes because they were involved um, fundraising for um, Huntington's disease. I knew all about it um, because they were involved with fundraising for it through the OC Marathon at my prior job. So um been oh, right. with okay, them yes, for a long yes. time. Francis Saldana always has a, has a thing there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so for me personally, I've had a long-term, I've had a long-time connection to HD just even through them um, before I ever got working in the space specifically. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have the uh, first. Yeah, we, I was. Uh huh. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't. No, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I was going to say the first. I was my first week on the job. I came to Global Genes, and they were screening um, Mariana Polka's movie up at UCLA. Uh-huh. Uh The. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, when the lion's mouth opens. Go, yeah. Yes, when the lion's mouth opened, that was my very first week on the mm-hmm. job. Uh, there was a screening for that, and they, the person that was supposed to moderate the panel for that screening um, was unable to come, and they asked me to come up and do it about three hours ahead of time. And I had the amazing opportunity to, uh, to go to UCLA and meet a lot of the researchers and the doctors um, from the HD community when they did that screening and moderate the panel. And it was just a fantastic experience because there were a lot of HD patients in the audience and it was my very first week on the job here. And it just really um, solidified my commitment to, you know, make a change and move, you know, in this direction and working with rare disease. So it was very cool. Yeah, that is very cool. Yeah. There's, there's really good advocacy and, and support um, down there with HD for sure. Um, I'm in Northern California, but yeah, when I go down there, um, we actually, uh, Daniel Medina, who works with Francis, also works with us. So we're all connected, and we work with HD mm-hmm. Care a lot. Um, we haven't done any projects lately with them, but we've done a lot of projects with them in the past. So, yeah, we are a small, we definitely are a small community that has to work together to make things happen, for sure. Um, yeah, but that's great. Um, okay, so 
let's talk a little bit about how the Huntington's disease community can get involved with global genes and bring a more awareness to HD and the rare disease. Sure. I mean, there's lots of different things that we do. We offer lots of campaigns throughout the year. Um, one of the bigger um, things that we always have ongoing and always have available is our blue um, denim jeans ribbon. The ribbons can be provided for any um, event that any organization is doing um, throughout the year or um, at meetings or if you're out at conferences or anything, we can provide those ribbons to people. And it's really what we hope is kind of the unifying symbol of all the rare disease communities because obviously 80% of the rare diseases are genetic and affects your genes, and so that's the whole tie-in with the genes and the denim. Um, and those are always available to any um, organization that wants to use them to promote. There's some We include them with some rare stats and facts on the little card that comes with all of them, and we'll assemble them and ship as many as people want at no, no cost um, for any event that they want to do. So that's a great way to always be spreading the word and have that available. Um, we also so, you know, do a wide variety um, of events uh, throughout the month of February. Uh, this past year, we had a big event in Northern California called the Rare Carousel, and we partnered with, I think, 32 organizations to help them fundraise for their disease um, through a Rare Carousel event where you had riders on a carousel and you could um, have fundraisers. And we provided the platform and the information and all of the social media language and things that we uh, to the partner organizations so that they could develop teams and fundraise, but we promoted the whole thing under the rare disease umbrella as the largest uh, rare carousel. Uh, so there's, we do a lot of different things throughout the year, um, and we're always happy also to work with anyone um, through our patient engagement team or any organization that wants to do any type of collaboration to um, promote rare diseases and um, through social media or any kind of campaign. Um, we're always open to new ideas and working with our partner organizations on whatever it is that they kind of need to help get the message out. Yeah, I actually think that um, at our event, and I, right when you said that, I went, oh, that we did. We had the blue uh, denim ribbon, uh, Help for HD did, um, at one of an event that we hosted in um, – uh, Central Coast, the Central Coast of California. I remember we had them out. And we also had them for our JTD walk in, in uh, Sacramento. So um, I know that people that came brought them. So that was really cool. We had them out on a table. So I actually know exactly what you're talking about because I, I actually have one. So very cool. That's awesome. And they're always yeah. available. So yeah. you can always get them for anything. So. Right, yes. Cool. Well, I will definitely do that because they're fun little things. And, and then I remember the little card it came on and stuff. So that is very cool. Um, yeah. So that, well, and one thing we just – okay. Uh-huh. Go ahead. No. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say oh, one no, thing I was going to ask you of... for your con- – Oh, my contact? The contact information for your company. Yeah. I'm sorry. I have a delay on my phone for some reason. I think it's studio delay. Um, yeah, no, definitely once uh, – we definitely want to get all your contact information as well as far as the website and stuff. So, but go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mm-hmm. mean to interrupt you. I was going to say, no, the one other thing we just launched, um, I don't know if um, you all are familiar with uh, One Hope Wine, um, that they do the cause-related uh, wines, 
and they just released um, a wine for rare disease So in A. So we were very excited to be able to partner with One Hope Wine. So that's another way if people are oh, cool. uh, hosting events cool. and the funds raised from that wine, and it has a little statement on the back of the wine that says specifically that the bottle helps uh, fund resources to eliminate the challenges of rare disease and the money, um, the proceeds from that sale of that wine are going to all to our rare concierge program here at Global Genes that we talked about, that I talked about earlier and where people can uh-huh. get in touch with the genetic counselor. So it's kind of cool if anybody, if you guys or anybody else you know is having an event or needs wine for an event, uh, you know, the One Hope will provide the wine um, and, you know, you would have to purchase it. But it's cool because the proceeds are supporting the rare disease community. So it's the first time that rare disease has had something like that. So it's really cool for the whole community for us to have such a big brand that has aligned with our cause and found it worthy enough to release a wine that's specifically dedicated to rare disease. Yeah, very cool. Well, that's very – one hope wine. So, um, yeah, and if we, we can get your um, your contact information for people, your website – and everything. So if people sure. want to look up uh, Global Genes and get involved. Sure. It's uh, Our website is www.globalgenes.org. And our phone number is 949-248-7273, which happens to be rare. So 949-248-RARE. Oh, very cool. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show with us today. I know you have a very busy Oh, thank busy you so much for having me. On, so. I appreciate it. We, thank you. We are it was thankful great. for you Thanks to come so on. Much. And, yes, and thank you for all that you are doing for the rare disease communities over there at Global Genes. Um, next week, you guys, go. To, I think we're going to wrap up the show. Um, this uh, Next week, join us. Uh, Cole is coming on from Hope's. Um, to talk to us about their new podcast they're doing. That's the Huntington's Outreach Project for Education at Stanford. So it's a group, um, a, a club that was uh, it's actually, it's, it has, it's, I think it's about 10 years old now, and it's really cool that brilliant students um, have started and continue to have people join this club. The focus is on Huntington's disease and them learning more about the disease, and um, they have a really great website, and we are going to talk about their new podcast um, coming up that will be next week on Wednesday, 1 o'clock, Pacific Standard Time, same time, same place. Um, Until then, everyone have a safe week, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.